going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump Day! Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. My name is Joe Miller. I'm one of the hosts of this show. Sitting next to me over there is my co-host, the lovely, the talented, Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence the King, how are you? Did you call me lovely because my hair is in pony in a ponytail? Is that is that no, what we're doing? Don't, don't take ownership of it that way. I just called you lovely because you're lovely. You're fun no. to hug. You're fun to hug, okay? <laughs> it's okay. Just go with it. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll drop it. I'll drop it's it. hump day. It's hump day, bro. Come on. What, uh, whatever platform you are on, please like and subscribe. As Jay Spence the King is backing away from the mic, uh, like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we like to say on this show, hump that like button. Hump it. Uh, leave, I don't know, leave comments and reviews. Tell them how much you love us together. And this show is the greatest show ever created in the history of mankind. Yeah, but it's also good to have all of you with us. Uh, yeah, what's new in the life of? I love that hoodie, by the way. The fact that it's got your handle on it and Bill's Mafia. Where'd you get that? This is the um the Poncho's Army hoodie. Oh, gotcha. yeah. I'm not I'm not sure when and how it was made and how I got it, but I right. know. It's tight. <laughs> I know I'm wearing one, so I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fresh, man. Super, super tight. We got a bunch of uh, awesome people in the chat in the comment section already. Chris Jenke, the real Chris Jenke, Chris uh, real. Daniel Gowries, Tracy Fichter, uh, Thomas DeLoss. Uh, who else is in here? Uh, JR is in the room. Sarah Larson's in the room, who you already threw up. Richard Rush, our guy. Uh, it's good to have every everybody that's piling into the to the chat, into the comment section. It's always good to just be on the show with you. Two down, Jay Spence. Two, Two down. down, one to go, a long, not a, not a long break, but a decent size break. What, a week and a half break? And then the real deal. What I think is the best team in in, in football right now will be unleashed on the planet. Mm-hmm. I think where, the best quarterback in the league will be unleashed. Where are you at on that comment? I asked Fina that on Monday about just what my, my take of the of the second preseason game on my second watch. When you look at just the depth players, the second and third stringers, they just played like a team. They played. They, it wasn't. It wasn't junky, garbage, scrub type football. These guys just dominated on the field, which obviously translate to that first stringer, second stringer, like the the, the guys that are going to start. And I asked him what he felt about just the idea or the notion that this is quite possibly the best team in football. I went out as far as to say early, and I also qualified it, or I should say, I I, I threw a, you know what's the word i threw a you know ask me again at week eight but there's a pretty good chance in my in my opinion that this could go down as one of the best teams in football history with this a number one defense returning with von miller and this offense that could go down as one of the best teams in nfl history what are your thoughts on that i'm with you i think i think everything that you just said there is not only so Okay, let me rewind. So yeah, I've been having yeah. a difficult time. I really have. This year has been difficult because typically as a Bills fan, my entire life I've had to kind of be humble in conversations. And, sure, sure. You know, you, you want to – and then even now, like once the team gets better, you still kind of want to remain humble and hungry, you know, and you want to you want to be that way. That was but the slogan for the team for a while. It was. And 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 it, it, what I'm trying to say is like I'm trying to be honest and, and my real expectation is that Josh Allen is going to come out – and be a monster this year. Mm. Like my real expectation is that the mm. defense 
actually is going to be even better because they're going to be able to stop the run. Mm. Like my real expectation is that Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are going to show the NFL why they're the best safety tandem in the league. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see ju- like, it, I just think I, I tweeted earlier. I'm like, yo, I just love Josh Allen. We, it, you know, it's amazing to me. I said, um, how did I say it? I said, it's been like two decades and like it's, it's still not real to me that our team has talent like that at the position. I was thinking and, today. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But no, I was just saying, and it's like, so when you add all that together and it's like, you look at the season, it's like, yeah, I really, that's my realistic feeling and expectation. How do you say that without coming across as, you know, as arrogant or talking because I'm really not trying to come off as arrogant this time when I'm saying it. It's like, no, I really think Josh is that dude. And I think Stefan Diggs is about to show that he's a top two wide receiver in the NFL and not top five. Like a lot of people put him. He might be top one with Devonte Adams now being in Los An- or Las Vegas with Derek Carr. But yeah. what, what's because, and I only say that because he went from wherever he was last year. Was he top 10 or top 15 dropping down to 25 when his numbers really didn't change that much, but it is what it is based mm-hmm. on production. I was I was I was listening to something today and I was reminded of conversations that you and I have had in the past just about Josh Allen and his place as the Buffalo Bills quarterback. Um and you had said a while ago that he already was the best quarterback in Bills history, to which I pushed back and challenged just because he hasn't really accomplished anything. But there's a great deal of I can't same thing. It's just hard to believe that this is the guy that's our quarterback. It's just yeah, legitimately, arguably the best quarterback in the league, right? I mean, he's right there with Pat Mahomes, he's right there with Aaron Rodgers, he's right there with Tom Brady. It's hard to believe. And man, and I get the pushback. Like, so I understand you want to say, like, okay, look, Josh hasn't won anything. Calm down. Let's not say he's the best. But but honestly, man, when you and I know the game has also evolved too. So like, mm-hmm. you know, they there was never an expectation of Jim Kelly to do the things that right. <laughs> Josh Allen right. does. Like Fair. you know, so so in fairness, I, I wanna I wanna throw that out there. But with everything it, look those guys in the nineties did something amazing, something that mm-hmm. nobody else in history ever did. Probably something that nobody in history will ever do again. It was a great thing. And Buffalo loved them for it. They're immortalized in Western New York. They are, you, you know, so, so we love those guys. What I'm telling you, I see in Josh Allen for Western New York and Buffalo and this football team, mm. honest to God, I think he's the greatest Buffalo bill. Like it's going to go down to where, yeah, it's him and Bruce. Like it's yeah. that's like it's him and Bruce. One and two, and you can decide which one you think is one and which one is two, right? Well, and when I'm saying that, you got to understand that Bruce Bruce is often in the conversation as the greatest player of all time. Like he's mm-hmm. he's thrown out there in that conversation. So what I'm saying is, listen, it's early, and and I know we're feeling ourselves as Bills fans, and it sounds like I'm I'm just drinking the Kool Aid right now. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Joe will tell you I've been I've been trying to always be honest about this stuff. Yep, yep. Before Josh came out as like Josh, I'm like, look, I wouldn't trade him for a, a nothing yep. in the league. There's I, receipts, and I've been. I've been on this, and I'm telling you, I've been feeling this way forever, and I feel this way. Josh Allen is going to go down as one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game of football, and we have him in Buffalo for the next seven, eight years, man, or probably longer. But hopefully he just stays there his entire career. Yeah, hopefully he retires the Buffalo Bill. It's just it's just incredible. We got our first first super chat of the evening hey. from, from JR. What's up, my guy? And by the way, it does. I just want to say that I love the blacked-out blank 
hat. I, I, I yeah. often wear the free agent black hat. So JR, I appreciate, I actually get called out on Twitter, usually by Bruce Nolan about just wearing a blacked out hat. But JR says uh, this team this year makes the last 20 years worth the pain. I don't know about that. <laughs> Oops. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Do you, do you think it makes the last 20 years worth the pain? I mean, I do only because like at this moment, I could care less about what happened over the last 20 years. Like, you know, when people like, like when people always, well, you guys lost four straight, who cares, man? Well, that, that isn't going away. Even when the, even no. when the day comes that the bills win a super bowl, that moniker, that tag is going to still be, they're going to say, yeah, you won one, but you lost four. That's always going to, that's always going to stick there. So Bill's Mafia just needs to just realize that that's never going away. It's just a matter of how many can we pile on at this point, right? And get to the point maybe where, because I think I think the Patriots have lost four, right? So there's other, the, the Vikings have lost four, the Patriots have lost four, there's other teams that have lost four, but the Patriots have won enough that it doesn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it is what it is. But I, I don't know that I can say that it was worth, worth the last 20 years. So it's just, I'll, I'll ask you about this again, like week, like week ten. I'll ask you the same <laughs> question because I'm telling you, this season. I'm telling you, man, this season is about to be like that, Joe. It's about to be like that. This season, not on the script for this show. Um, WGR fifty five. Howard picks the Bills. Howard picked the Bills mm-hmm. this week, and I quote tweeted it and just said, "We lose to the good teams." So he he basically picked us losing four games: Rams, Chiefs. Uh, who else was there? Rams, Chiefs. It was the four good, the four good teams in uh, in the in the AFC as well. Um, it's totally escaping me now. Who who uh, help me out? Uh, I, I didn't see his pick. So the Rams, or... Rams, Chiefs, Bengals, and there was one other one. Dang it! I don't even know our schedule at the moment. Like honestly, I'm just like Reg- I, I don't have it in front of me. So Reg- regardless, how do you Baltimore? see? It was the Ravens. That's exactly who it was. So, like, the okay. four best teams that we're going to play. Sorry, I just had a – so we're, we're totally off scripts, which is why I had a brain fart. But but if you're going to pick four win, four losses, rather, it's hard for me to swallow. It's hard for me to be okay with losing those four games. Because if you lose those four games, I have to question your viability as a Super Bowl team. So to me, and I'll set the question up for you. Do you see us, when you when you think of how many losses we're going to have, and we haven't done a prediction show, we probably need to do one before the season starts. We haven't done one yet. But if you're going to do a prediction, a prediction of how many losses the Bills are going to have, and you're going to predict a certain amount, are you going to pick them against four, the four better teams that we're going to face, meaning that we can't beat the good teams even on our schedule? Or would you fall more where I think I would fall, which is I believe we we drop two teams in the division, two games in the division, because for all intents and purposes, it's still they're still divisional games. They're still hard. So there's a chance that the Dolphins could beat us once, maybe twice. There's a chance that the Patriots could beat us once. I don't think the Jets have a prayer. And then I could see us losing one or two of those four tougher games. But it leaves a sour taste in my mouth, and I think I lack confidence going into the into the postseason, knowing that the Super Bowl is like what we're chasing. If the four losses in your season are the Rams, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Ravens, teams that you're going to face in the playoffs. See, I mean, I look at that differently, though. Like, I, I pulled up the schedule, and, you know, I'm trying to – just so I know. Yeah. I, I personally, I don't think that the Bengals make the playoffs. I've said that several times, you know. That's a hot I, take. 
It, it, I don't think that it is. That's a hot So you, you look at their division. Now, unless they're a wild card, like unless the AFC West just kind of craps the bed and we just don't get the type of football out of that division that we think. The, West, unless, could send, the West could send three teams, right? Technically, yeah. they could send three Technically. teams. Technically. And, yeah. I mean, you're, you're thinking about New England was in last year. We think Miami got better. So you're talking about the, the AFC. The Ravens last year had an NFL record. It was like 24 players on injured reserve. So when you and they still sent the most players to the Pro Bowl, insane, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's insane. Mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson goes out. I'm telling you, Ravens were on their way to the playoffs last season. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to make me believe that the Bengals are actually going to just outright all of a sudden they made the Super Bowl on a run that's it wasn't like they were dominant. Mm-hmm. Right. The right. offense wasn't scoring. Josh Allen scored more in the two games that he played in the playoffs than the entire playoff run <laughs> for the Bengals. Right. So, so no, they weren't dominating teams. Their defense stepped up when they had to, and they played very yeah. well. And the ball bounced the way it was supposed to bounce. But those weren't wins that I feel like are sustainable. And and I'm telling you, nobody wants to play the Ravens. They got to play them twice in a year. Yeah, nobody wants to play the Ravens. That's true. So Chris Jenke says that we beat. So on that idea, we beat the Bengals or the Green Bay Packers. We beat the Dolphins, the Titans, Bengals. Those are all good teams. No, the Bengals were the a team that were were, were predicted to we would lose uh, to. I I don't I don't necessarily see the Dolphins as a good team yet. The Titans are not a good football team, right? And Green Bay without uh, Devon, Green Bay without Devontae Adams what? doesn't wait, scare wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Why why are why aren't the Titans a good team? I just don't think the Titans – I think the Titans are a wildly underachieving team. I think they've got Derrick Henry, and that's what they've got, and they try to run him down your throat. And if it wasn't for two non-called holding penalties in the game last year and Josh Allen choosing left over right, we win that football game. To me, the Titans are not a threat at all to the I Buffalo mean, Bills. But they were the one seed, you know. and They were the one seed in the NFL? Or in the AFC rather AFC. last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're also in the, wor- just they're also in the worst division in football. I mean, our division f- for a couple of years there wasn't necessarily anything to to run home and, oh. and scream about, you know. Also true. So, so I'm just saying, like we, in fairness, it, I, I know you're saying all they have is Derrick Henry. That was a hell of a he was out for like eight games and still was like ninth in, in rushing for the year. They were a better team. They were a better team without Derrick Henry than they were with him. In my opinion. So so if the coaching is smart, which I, I think they have a decent coach, I think he's going to hopefully evolve and continue to grow as a coach. I think right, what right, you're going right. to see is, hey, this stuff worked without Derek. Now, let's take some of the pressure off Derek Henry. Yeah. Still still run through Derek. Like, you know, you got that. You got a beast. Yeah. You got a Porsche. You drive it. But I think <laughs> I'm just saying you do. You, you, you I get would. behind that wheel and you drive it. <laughs> I would. But at the, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, if you have things that work without him, then you implement some of those things so that way Derrick Henry's career can last a little bit longer. Yeah. And and that's what you're hoping for. So I, I don't know. I just can't turn around and say that that they're not a good team. So again, I guess when you stack them, you got the Colts. St- Wait a minute. You got the Colts. We're not playing the Colts. And no, I'm not saying that we're playing the Colts. I'm saying you yeah. got the Colts in the AFC. So then we're talking. I'm still on my Bengals not in making the, the playoffs. Oh, the Colts are in the South. The, the Bengals are in the North. No, I'm saying you have so many teams in the AFC that are good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the no, Bengals, the AFC is stacked. Right, so I'm saying, like, yes. I just don't think it's a hot take. I don't think the Bengals make the playoffs. Like, I think I think we're looking at the fact that they made the Super Bowl, but we're not looking at how they made the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'm not saying this as a hate. I love Joe Burrow. I so love the I. defense. So like why? I love the te- like I love the team. I just yeah. don't think if you they didn't they didn't blow teams out last year. They they snuck into the playoffs, and then they barely won games to, to go to the Super Bowl, and then so they lost what, to the better team. So when you stack the Titans against the other teams that were going to play, Titans or Bengals, who are you more afraid of? Me. 
Titans. Titans. Titans or Green Bay, who are you more afraid of? Green Bay. Of course. Titans versus maybe the Dolphins, who are you more afraid of? Titans. See, I don't. to me, those two teams are very – there's an enigma, right? There's a mystery around the Dolphins right now, it, and it all rests on Tua Tungavailoa. It, it, it's mm-hmm. all going to come down to who he is as a player this year. When you when you when you put the Titans against uh, who else? The Rams. Who are you more afraid of? Rams. Titans. Ravens. It's Ravens. See, Ravens. to me, you're beginning to slip into that. The Titans are not a gr- a great football no, team. No, but but no, but I don't think so because when you the teams that I'm that I'm picking above them. The teams that I'm picking above them are elite teams. Like you're talking about Green Bay. That's a, a Super Bowl contender. Green you know, Bay. you're talking about the Rams. That's a Super Bowl contender. Right. Tua is dog water. Shout out to Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my take. That is not Joe's take. That was my man Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. <laughs> that was the take of content creator Thomas DeLoss, who is the host of Buffalo Late Night. Tua is dog water. <laughs> He's dog water. He is dog water. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't think that they're a bad team because the teams that I'm saying are better are just, you know, they're better teams. I think the Ravens are just a better team. But when you look, when you look at the other teams, Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Bengals, Joe Burrow, Rams, Matthew Stafford. uh, uh, And who's the other one that I keep losing track of chiefs, Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill. I just, maybe, maybe it's just my complete and utter mistrust, distrust untrust i don't know lack of trust in ryan Tannehill. ryan Tannehill to me makes them not a great football team yeah but that team isn't built to be it's not built to to be uh Tannehill's. Ch- now i'll tell you what when that rookie gets a chance <laughs> watch out mm. like when that rookie gets a chance it's gonna be mm. something out there so i'm just saying now i know I know he he slid. He didn't get drafted where he was supposed to go. Malik Willis is going to show. He's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, Tra- I just, Tracy just says that it. anyone can beat us if we don't play to our potential. So th- we're we're clearly we can we're removing yeah. from the table the Jacksonville Jaguars type of a game, which very well may happen. So when you assume and you're picking and making a prediction for the year, you're going to beat some teams you thought you were going to you were you were going to lose to, and you're going to lose to maybe a team or two you thought you were going to beat. So yes, a hundred percent, like complete um, but at the same token i think we have the the type of talent on a roster that i'm not predicting this this is not my hot right. take but right. we have the type of talent that we could win every single week yeah you know I, no, if, I, if they go out there and they are focused this roster can beat every team in the league every sunday you bring it full circle to close this section out which we did not plan you were going right. through the positions. You talked about Vaughn. You talked about Josh. You talked about everything else as far as it goes. What you didn't talk about was the, the offensive line is better than last year. And you didn't talk about the running back group, which because of the offensive line and James Cook could very well be better. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. This team could go undefeated this year, right? And well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not predicting that, but I mean, it's very possible. It's because possible. again, uh, Rich Eisen, like, okay, <laughs> the reality is there are times where, okay, Josh won't, every drive won't be, you know, six for six, you know, 40 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Right, that's not right, going to be every single right, drive. Right, right. And it's not going to be where every single time we go out there, we're perfect, even though that's what it looks like. <laughs> the last time that right. the team has been out there, we've just scored. We keep scoring. Sometimes it's not going to happen. To know that you can be on your 10-yard line in a game against the Chiefs 
and then you make Patrick Mahomes have to drive from their 15 or their 20 as opposed to driving from their 40 or their 50 yeah. or, or, you know, from midfield. Yeah. That changes things. Yeah. Like the Buffalo, like that absolutely, that gives that defense a little bit more breathing room. It gives that defense a little bit more margin for error. So when that happens, man, I'm telling you, our special teams is about to be dominant. Our defense yeah. is dominant. Our offense is dominant. Yeah. It's going to come down to McDermott this year for me. Like you have to be the coach of the year. You legit. have to make the right decisions. This or year. Dorsey. If Dorsey it's, craps but it's the, me, it's on if, if he craps the bed, right? If Dorsey but craps the me, bed. You, McDermott, knowing that it's Dorsey's first year, you can't allow him enough leash to crap the bed. Like I'm saying, allow right, him, right, right. allow him the freedom. If it's working, hey, do your thing, do your right, thing. But right. if it's not working, it, this can't be what it was uh, when our defense wasn't playing well, and, and McDermott let it go for a while and and, and waited before he took over the cause. This can't be where we have a dry spell on offense, and we it can't. Like this is the year. Like this year and next year, I think our that's our window. Yeah, this year, next year. JR with the second super chat says, "My wet dream is an undefeated win, uh, undefeated year with a Super Bowl win against uh, TB12." <laughs> That's uh, no judgment from me. So let's let's move on and let's just hit some. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the Hump Day Hotline, where literally the conversation you just heard is Jay Spence the King and Joe Miller talking over like coffee, a beer, just sitting someplace on the phone on a Tuesday. Just me calling Jay Spence and being like, what's up, dude? And then let's have a conversation. That's literally, literally what just happened there. So let's just hit some quick news real fast just to get through kind of what's going on. So Cody Ford was traded to Phoenix for a fifth-round pick. And what I added to that was, is Brandon being a wizard? Where are you on this? And I know you're in Arizona. Uh, I know that you you have season tickets to the Cardinals, which I'm a little bit envious of. That's really cool that you're there being a huge Bills fan and still have season tickets. And they play at 4 o'clock, 4.15. So you can take in the Bills game and then go to a Cardinals game. Where are you at knowing with the whole thing? I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to give you any nuggets. Where are you at with that? Well, uh, for me, for starters, I'm I'm happy for both sides. I think it's a win-win for everybody. I think uh, the, the Cardinals get some competition for their offensive line. Right. Uh, they also have had some struggles here and there protecting Kyler Murray. Like, it's not a secret. Right. Uh, he's running often. So, uh, hopefully Cody can come in here and I think, and you know, not a lot of people agree with me, and that's fine, but my take on this is that Cody, um, had he come in and been developed for one position, so whether it been the right guard or right mm -hmm. tackle, or left guard, whatever position, if they would have put him there and then said, okay, learn this, master this, and and do and do your best. I think Cody Ford would have been a great player for this team for years to come. Mm. But that didn't happen. They kind of mm. played musical chairs with this position. And because of that, you've had Hall of Famers tell you it is literally impossible to, to move up and down the line. It's impossible to mm. do it at a high level. That's what they expected from Cody Ford. And then because his development wasn't there. Okay, so now he's traded to Phoenix. Good for him. The Buffalo Bills will get a fifth-round draft pick back for a guy that they probably were going to cut. Mm. I think that's I think that's amazing. And Brandon Bean continues to do it year after year after year. Um, I hope that we get some, some more draft picks for some of this talent. We have such a deep, you know, like the roster, the depth on the – just – and actually to rewind real quick, I wanted to comment on something you were saying about how deep – how good the team is. Mm. We were dominant because I feel like what we're looking at is our reserves and the guys that we're looking at for a few roster positions, the guys that could potentially make the practice squad. We're looking at guys that could be starters on other rosters. Oh, it's crazy. So now you have like, you just have starters everywhere. You have people 
that shouldn't ever be playing with a third string unit. <laughs> You're playing with a third string unit for the Buffalo yep. Bills. Yep, yep. So now you're about to have to cut all of these guys. And I'm just hoping that yep. Brandon Bean can work some more magic and kind of get some capital back because we're going to let a lot of these guys go, a lot of talent go. And is, man, it's going to suck. Well said. Well said. Uh, Matt Hawk was also cut along with Tavon Austin this week to get uh, to the required roster limit of 80. And then the Bills put uh, Ike Butker on the PUP list, which is a four week. Uh, PUP, and then they'll have to make a decision after that. So, in your words, it's Arise of Time. What does that mean yeah, for yeah, the team yeah. in the 2022 season? I think it comes down for me, and I took video of it. You know, <laughs> the whole there was a big scrum on social media about who can shoot video and who can't. And I'm going to be honest with you, there were signs everywhere that says no, no filming, like you're not supposed to film. And I get it when you're a beat reporter. You're down on the sideline. You can't film. It's, it's That's been a rule for a couple of years now. You lose your credentials, whatever. But the jealousy that came out, and I'm not going to name names, but there was, I'm going to per say perceived jealousy. Somebody was saying it's ridiculous that these fan sites, hello, <laughs> we're a fan site. He wasn't talking about us. It's ridiculous that these fan sites can shoot video, and, and we can't, the beat reporters. All that to say this. I shot video of Matt Ariza holding and getting and getting the laces out. So you on the turn, you could see the the NFL logo come around on the ball. Uh, mm -hmm. Thomas Delos, who was at, who's actually in the chat, was with me when I shot that video. Okay, it all comes down to that. It all comes down to the fact that a kid that has never held before because he was a kicker and he was a punter, basically basically got to the point where he was it's second nature to him now. And he talked about it, you know, where he struggled before and the nuances of it early this year. It was difficult now it's become second nature to him i don't i don't know that this affects the team at all i mean matt hawk who just signed with the colts was an elite holder struggled a little bit in the cold i'm going to be honest with you from what i saw in training camp and for those that are in the chat the comment section that, that went to training camp i don't know what you're laughing at but there must you be said elite holder no <laughs> we, like it's just crazy like bills fans were talking about holding traits like right because it was well, because we had cory Bohorkas before <laughs> well, no, yeah, yeah. No, i get it but i'm just holder. saying it's like as a fan base like we're that into our team man like yeah for sure but go ahead i'm sorry um no yeah no worries no worries uh but as much as matt hawk had the propensity to hit some stinkers if you were at training camp, you saw Matariza hit some stinkers too. And when it's 20 degrees outside and the wind's blowing sideways 45 miles an hour, you just don't know what you're going to get necessarily. At the end of the day, the question is going to be, and it's going to remain to be, if if the Bills are punting from their own 45 or their own or the or the, the opponent's 49, can Ariza put it inside the 10? That's what it's going to come down to because that's what Matt Hawk could do. We all knew that, that the Bills brought him here because that's what he could do. Corbo Horquez couldn't. He just booted out the back of the end zone. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you're at on this. I think it's a good move. They drafted him for a reason. Um, I like the kid. Uh, at the end of the day, we're going to see. But I wouldn't necessarily expect him to be amazingly consistent from what I have watched in camp. And I know that you weren't at camp, but what are your what's your take on this situation? Oh, I'm a, I'm all day – I'm team punt guy. So, you know, I was team punt guy prior to the draft. Like, you know, I tweeted out prior to the draft, like, you I were. don't care what happens in Vegas. You were. As long as we draft punt God, I'm good. Then it does it. Then I tweet that night, punt God, like I'm freaking out. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm, I've am i been team punt God since, since probably, what, January? It's and true. And it, the thing is, I think what it does for us is, I think 
we're at the point with our offense when we hit like that 50 yard line, we're mm-hmm. not punting. So it just doesn't matter. Like we're not punting the ball. We're going for it mm-hmm. or we're going to be close enough to kick a field goal. So, you know, when you're in a position where a punt has to be, then you're like, okay, you're in a position where like, look, boom it. <laughs> boom right. it. If you can, right. if you can get it within the 10, get it within the 10. If it goes in the end zone and we start at the 20, instead of them running it back to the 40, fine, that, that works. But I, I just, I think it's going to work wonders for us. And I think when you look at games, again, I reference that, that Steelers game, I reference um, the Titans game, and then even think back to certain moments. And I know it was a different situation, but the playoff game that we, that you and I went to uh, against the Colts, mm-hmm. think about what a leg, like, 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 I mean, like just think about punk guy in that yeah, game. Yeah. They pinned us down within the five twice in like that first quarter. Like it just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm way more excited about special. We're going to be able to watch every single phase of the game with excitement. Yeah. No, I a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Every snap of the Buffalo bills game will be exciting. Yeah. And like, and like that, that's a, that's amazing. And I, and, and not that I'm much for quoting, but I asked, one of the special teams players, you know, with, with the continuity and kind of what was there as far as in special teams with the snap, the hold, the kick, uh, if the Bills were to move on from Matt Hawk and, and choose Matt Ariza, you know, what 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 was the feelings on how that would go? And the, the comment was very fast answered, we'll adjust. It, there was there was a there was and that was early that was months ago just we'll adjust like it'll be no big deal like no it, it'll be no problem we'll adjust uh brandon bean also has reported that uh there, he's this i think it was yesterday right that he's going to be uh looking to restructure some contracts or at least a contract to make some space cap wise which brings up a lot of questions in my opinion that i don't know that you and i are necessarily prepared to talk about first of all everybody that's on this team is under contract so why are you making space <laughs> like, why do you feel like you need more headroom than $5 million? But he said he was going to. Where are you at? Like, who do you like? I'm guessing he's going to move somebody's payment around, right? So that it, it, it comes forward and then, cash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But thoughts on that? I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that, um, as, as, no, because I think OBJ, <laughs> I think even if he does want to sign here, I think it's going to be for like something it's going to be for something low. It's not going to be for a major contract, but I also don't think that that's going to happen until we'll hear those rumblings, like no pun intended, like November, well, you know, around that, those months will, is when we'll start to hear about OBJ. But what I do think, I think it might be one of those things where they might look at a, a, a Hayden, you know, they might look at yeah, somebody like that to come yep. in and yeah. So, you know, cause I, I don't think that this is something that they're going to be looking to, um, or they may just keep it. You know, they might try to push it forward to to help figure out some things for the future. You know, maybe an extension here or there. Who what knows? about Jordan? It could be. You know, I, I know it, it's a real thing that he wants to retire a bill. Like that's not that's it's not fake. Real so thing I know that half this team wants to retire a bill. Well, <laughs> Wildest no, dreams land. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think I think that some of the fan base looks at it like, well, no, he went and signed this this tip this tip top agent that yeah, normally means yeah. like it's, it's trouble for the, the relationship of the organization. Right, right. And, but like, that is not what's happening. Like when I tell you like this man wants to be a Buffalo bill, like he loves playing on this team. He loves the roster. He loves the coach. He loves the fan base. Mm. Like the dude loves Buffalo, you know? So it, it's not one of those things where it's just like, it, it's talk for the cameras. Like the dude mm-hmm. loves Buffalo. So, yeah, I think there's, an endless amount of possibilities to include, you know, the rumor surfaced uh, today on Wednesday that Mike Gesicki has been offered 
as an opportunity to be moved from the Miami Dolphins, which to me makes zero sense from a football team that's looking to compete this year and has Gesicki on a franchise tag, which is just about impossible to move a player on a franchise tag. But is is that like, are the Bills one of the ones talking to them? <laughs> No, I, I, it would be fun. It would be fun to have a, <laughs> like, a, a receiving option like that at tight end for Josh. Like that right? would just be crazy. But right? I just don't. I don't think um, to a like you just mentioned with that deal that he's on right now. I just don't think it's is super no. realistic for for the Buffalo Bills. And then even past that, I think you know I think it's a fair thing that the, the Buffalo Bills like their tight ends to be able to block just a little bit. Yeah, like, and and if and if Mike Gesicki's coming here. Next year, Mike Gesicki and Dawson Knox are not going to be on the same football team, right? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> not happening. That's, that's not a happening. one-year hockey move. Uh, the, it'll be interesting. Yeah, but so anyways, go ahead. Yeah. No, I just wanted to throw up there. Uh, Daryl's right. He said the Bills have a solid relationship with Wozenhaus, by the way. So that's Jordan's client uh, agent for everybody. Yep, yep. You know. No, it, it's true. I don't, I don't think there's any animosity there between Jordan and the Bills or the agent and the Bills. I don't think that there's threats being made, right? Um we're, you know, whether it's whatever the threats would be at this point. I mean, the biggest threat was the hold in. Jordan is going to show up to camp and I'm not going to practice. So the hold in con- like thing that, that players do. And then the dude got there and couldn't do it. He had to play. Yeah. He had to practice. He's yeah. like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm going to practice. Being around his guys, man. Like, and that's what the, that's the thing. They actually love the game. Like, as right. much as it's like, yeah, I want my contract. And he does. <laughs> Trust right. me, he wants right. money. Right. You know, um, but these guys love the game, they love each other. They're a family. This isn't just like they get to get like they they want to push each other. They they push each other to be great. They're hungry, like they are hungry, man. They are hungry, and this is I have not been this excited for a season of football in my so, entire life. So Chris Jenke says it's because the off in the off season only the top fifty one salaries count. That's true. In the mm-hmm. in the season, all fifty three plus IR and practice squad counts. Plus, you want wiggle room in case you need to replace a player mid season. No, I get the especially the, the the if you need to replace a player mid season. I'm just saying, for all intents and purposes, it seems like those are moves you could make later. I don't know that the Bills necessarily need to move. Yeah, maybe they, maybe yeah. they have to make them now, but I would think that they can move somebody's no. signing bonus ahead and like amateurize it over the next whatever the, the life of the contract now to create space if they needed to. At week four or five, I'm not a cap guru, but that's Greg Thompson's area, and that's just not something I'm necessarily. I'm not that smart, and I'm way too ADD. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you other than that. Uh, so this was a topic that you brought up. Uh, are there going to be any surprise cuts uh, on cut down day? Name them, if you, and I added name them if you've got them. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I think Jamison Crowder is going to make this football team. Do you? I think I think everybody that is expected to make this team, it, I and I think what weighs into it for me. The last two years, hmm. we went into cut down day expecting some surprises, and we didn't get any. And I know that seems weird, but I just I felt I feel like there wasn't any. Oh my! Oh, the only one we got was Andre. Uh, uh, his name's uh, kick returner. Your guy, Roberts. Robert, yes. But then the Bills re-signed him. They brought him right back. Reed Ferguson last year, who, by the way, is the most tenured Buffalo Bill on the, on the mm-hmm. team, was cut last year and then re-signed. But there haven't been any heart attacks. No. Right? Do you no. have do you have do you think there's something not in the works, but do you think that there's somebody that could potentially be bounced? I, I mean, I'm shocked that you mentioned Crowder first, because the thing is when you look at I mean, 
Davis early on, um, mm. you can tell Gabriel Davis is the number two. So there's yes. no question that the one and two is the one and two. Yes. And then after that, man, you got you got a fifth round pick coming in looking like a seasoned vet. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, Crowder really not having the strongest of camps. We know he's a veteran. We know who he is as a player. So like Mm -hmm. him having a couple bad practices or him having an injury here or there, it doesn't hurt him as much as it hurts a guy that's unproven trying to make a roster. But, you know, but still, then when you have guys like Hodgins, who has been injured for the last couple seasons and not just really been able to find his placement, now he's making noise again. And now I feel like, you know, in game situation, I know it's preseason, but in game situation, he showed up big and he showed up to be a consistent target in go-to moments. I think the team likes that. I think, so I don't know. I just think the wide receiver position has some competition that now it's like, well, you know what? We'd rather keep a young guy that we can develop into who we want. And we have the flexibility of their contract for the next however many years versus keeping a guy like Crowder for one year. You know, I I just think that there's going to be decisions like that made. I don't know. I think I, so. So wide receiver is clearly the the place to cherry pick. And and Thomas says if Hodgins has a big game Friday night, he could uh, make Crowder expendable. I don't know that Hodgins makes Crowder expendable as much as it's about depth. So mm-hmm. the Bills are crazy deep at at yeah. slot. So you've got obviously Isaiah McKenzie. You've got Jamison Crowder. You've got Khalil Shakir. Uh, Tavon Austin is gone. Isaiah Hodgins can play the slot. Diggs can play the slot. Davis can play the slot where you don't have a lot of depth on this football team is in the outside and the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it could be a numbers game in that sense. They're definitely not getting rid of Khalil Shakir. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's, Isaiah McKenzie he's, is not getting cut at this point. So the question is, is how far are you going depth wise? And if you're worried about an injury later down the road and OBJ is out there who can also, by the way, play slot, play the slot. <laughs> It begins to look like Crowder is the odd man out if the Bills are going to keep six wide receivers. I just I just find it – I just can't believe that they would. So if they keep seven, it's got to be somebody someplace else. Is it a Cam Lewis? Right? I mean – But see, the team loves him, and he's a he's a solid player. Like, it, you know, he doesn't – You can't keep all these solid players. At, at what point – I brought this up to Fina on Monday. At what point do we start dipping into all of these wonderful special teams aces – that we love and that we know that the bills kind of covet. And I'm, I'm, the, I'm not, I'm not saying him, but I'm just going to say Taiwan Jones, Tyler Medikevich, right? Saran Neal, who's been, who's had a crazy good camp and preseason this year, like all, even Kumaro, like all of these guys that are kind of like special teams aces. At what point is it like, well, we're going to eliminate that guy so that we can keep Cam Lewis, right? Or so that we can keep Joe Giles Harris or so that we can keep Balin Spector. And see, that's the thing. It's like I just can't. I just can't imagine cutting some of these guys, man. I, mm. I just. I don't know. I don't want to be a Brandon Bean. I don't want to be in his shoes. Right. I don't want to be in Sean McDermott's shoes. I just. At this point, I'm happy. I'm a fan. Yep. It's amazing. Are I know you're with me. The excitement and anticipation that we had as Bills Mafia for Cutdown Day six years ago seven, eight, nine, ten years ago because we were excited to see who got cut and mm-hmm. hope that our guy would go after him, <laughs> right? Go a- go after the guy that we want. Like, that guy got just got cut. He can make our team better instantly. Go get him. And now we're in a situation where it's like, I don't know who you cut from this football team, and everybody that's going to get cut is going to get signed. If I'm not mistaken, I heard that the, 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 the first four cuts we had last week 
were all signed by the t- other teams. I know Matt Hawk was signed. Obviously, yep, he's uh, yeah, he's. I don't think Tavon Austin has been yet, but it's just this is a it's just this is wildest dreams land. It's just weird, dude. This is just a weird <laughs> space to be in. I don't like. Let's just sit here and just ponder <laughs> what it's, it's like to be a Bills fan man. right now. Just, well, I know we have another on the same wave, but it's a slightly different topic, but it's the same topic. It, the same conversation can be had about the running backs room, because like you, you're looking at Devin, you know, you're looking at Zach, where I know a lot of the fan base is like, well, Zach Moss is probably on his way out. We should trade him. And you look at him now and he's healthy and he looks like a good running back in the yes. NFL. Yes, he looks you know? like that That run that he had to the left against Denver for the touchdown where he was like, he kind of hesitated, stutter-stepped, and then took off, stiff-armed the guy. It was like, who's that guy? We've never seen that out of Zach Moss. There was the run, there was the, the other touchdown run that was between the tackles in the mess. Every time we've seen him in that situation, he's running to the back of the tackle in front of him or the back of the guard in front of him. That time he found the hole, picked it, ran, and just scooted through to the end zone. It's like, who who is this guy? He's healthy, and he's doing (laughs) his job. And that's why I said I don't – I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to be a pro bowler this year. He's going to be an all-pro. But at some point this season, there's going to have to be one of those apology forms that go around for Zach Moss too because Zach Moss is healthy, and he he damn sure looks the part. So then you go past that, and now – you know, obviously, we have uh, fans wanting to get rid of Taiwan Jones every year. Every year. Uh, we have every Duke year. Johnson, who we brought in with expectations to be a part of this offense, to be in the passing attack. Who looked good last week. He looked good last week. And then you got Raheem Blackshear, who <laughs> looks good every – like, he's looked every good every time week. we've seen him. Every week. In camp, he looked good. And so now it's one of those things where you have a talent – in Blackshear, where it's like, no, I don't want to get rid of this. Like, you can see, like, every time you watch the I went back and I watched both games, and he just literally, he jumps off the screen. And and, and and you you don't want to get rid of that type of player, and then somebody like the Patriots or the Jets or Miami or, you know, just whoever, pick them up, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, man, we lost out on the diamond. You don't want another uh, Wyatt Teller situation where <sighs> Bills fans are looking back like, oh, man, we let one get away. But you're, the roster is so good. It's going to happen. What are you going to do? It's going to happen. And, and Raheem Blackshear could be the next guy on that list when you consider that the dra- the depth chart that came out, was it this week or late last week? Um, or no, it was Sunday, right? Or Monday when the new depth, depth chart came out. <clears throat> Raheem Blackshear is still number five. So it's Singletary, Moss, Cook, Duke Johnson, Blackshear. I know the, de- the, I know the depth chart doesn't mean anything right now. Is what they say, but I think it means something that he's number five on that on that list, and he could be that guy. He could be a guy that he's fast, he's decisive, he's quick, right? So it says Raheem Blackshear, Taiwan Jones, Duke Johnson. Is it really Duke, a battle or is it overblown? You look at this. I think Duke is gone. Oh, Duke and is absolutely gone. Duke. Agree. I know I'm I supposed. Like, to, I know I'm supposed to argue against you, but I can't argue in this in this moment. Who are you well, cutting? Like I just can't see them cutting Devin. Absolutely not. You're not cutting James. Absolutely not. That's After the, what we're seeing from Zach, you're not cutting Zach. Absolutely. All three not. of the top guys look good. It, you're not getting rid of those guys. The first run that Devin Terry had in that football game against the Denver Broncos, you were like, "What?" And I'm like, <laughs> "RB one Singletary." <laughs> and then, and then, okay, yes. So yeah, okay, put. Blackshear on the, the practice squad. 
guess what? He has to make it. He has to make <laughs> he it has to the practice to, squad. He has to make it to the practice squad. The film that this guy is putting on, there is no way, there is no way that this guy gets through waivers and makes it back to our practice squad. It's impossible. Daniel Garris uh, says, uh, remember that Blackshear is playing against players who will not be in the NFL after final cuts. That Denver Broncos team is not bad. I mean, <laughs> can, can we, but can this, we stop doing this, this though? But this wait, goes, can we stop doing this though? But this goes back to what I said. Is this Bills football team the best team in football? Well, right, because I'm, I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Can we stop doing this? Because our team are guys that are going to be picked up by other rosters after this week. They're going to be cut too. And these are guys like the guys that's playing with these third units and these and and you know I love you Daniel so this is not a shot yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know but but what I'm saying is it's like look we gotta we gotta stop trying to diminish other like when somebody's doing good and, and you and the fan base wants to love on them and, and fan base wants to talk about what we see and how we see how it's special don't diminish that by saying well it's only against third stringers some of those third stringers if you go back and look at the tape we had some guys in there that are normally our second stringers that was playing with those guys yeah. So it could have been said on the other end. If somebody else scored on us, oh, it was only third stringers. We can't. We can't. These guys are players that are getting looked at by real NFL rosters. Yeah. They made it, man. This is this is this is Chris Janke makes a bet that Black Shear clears waivers. I make it's a bet with you on that. It's possible. It's not no, impossible. Oh, oh, oh. I make a bet Pre- with him. Prepare to buy a punter's jersey. Yeah, I don't make bets that I lose, man. Ask Joe. Dude, dude, the people that still like, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who was like, Are you not gonna buy the Ariza jersey? I was like, No. Why? Well, you bought you you bought the Bahorkas jersey. I was like, I lost the bet. Like, I didn't buy a, a Bahorkas jersey because I wanted to. I lost the bet. People think that I, I'm like I mean, but it's kind of your thing now. I'm just saying, it's kind of your thing now. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get a regular one with his name on it, and then I'm gonna get one that says "Punk God" on it. Can I be known for something else, please? Can I be? Known I mean, you for got like- a lot of things. You got a lot of things. I'm just saying, but you. <laughs> it, just, it doesn't help that we're at the Colts game, and I'm and like Bohorquez and the number nine shows up on the TV screen, right? Like that's literally all you see at the bottom next to the score. <laughs> Son of a. Never mind. <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it at this, at, at this point. Um, do we want to move into uh, this week's game with the final minutes of the show? Sure. So Sean McDermott reported <laughs> today, Wednesday, that most, quote-unquote, most of the starters would not play on Friday against the Panthers to give the second and third team players time to basically show their stuff, to, to put more stuff on film. And the Bills have done a very good job and always have of releasing guys early, like Matt Hawk, so that they could find work elsewhere. So this is a, a final test. This is a final run-through. This is a final, like, give us what you got. Give us your best. I don't think Josh Allen needs to play football. Von Miller's not going to play a down, right, in preseason. That's what that's what we're talking about. Yeah, is there anybody no. that needs to play, in your in your opinion? No, I was even shocked that when the most popped in there, that most of the starters weren't going to play. I thought that, you know, at this point, I feel like the team now it could just be strictly a numbers thing that we just don't have enough guys, you know, in every position to where, you know, some guys can't play. But no, I, I'm shocked that anybody's playing. I think that right now we know where we're going. We know the direction uh, I don't think that I think the team knows where they're going. I don't think that there's anybody uh, that really needs this week to make a case for them. At least that's where I'm looking at it. I think you don't think there's any battles going on. 
No, I think I think the team knows where they are. I think honestly, you know, if you if you look at if you look at the the way the roster is, those first couple games, and you look at the starting units besides Josh Allen that first game, obviously, and the second game, you, you can kind of see the direction. Mm-hmm. You, you and you know Devon is going to be on on defense. You know, you know, so you know the pieces. I, I think they know exactly where they're going. I mean, what, punt, kick return, maybe pay attention to that. I don't know if like they use you get you know black different guys black back shear, there. Black shear, kick return. I don't um, think he makes the team. You know, I don't think we keep him. So I don't it's, think it's it, funny. I, it was it was wildly unreported and very much important that Isaiah McKenzie got the first kickoff return in that game in Denver against Denver. It is not in Denver in Denver against Denver because that was the the ones the ones were on the field, uh, and Joe Marino actually told me to pay attention to the first team kickoff team because those guys by and large are going to make the football team. Um, so like all the all the guys that were there, it, it, it it's. This whole offseason, this whole preseason is wildly intriguing to me because there's battles and things going on. And I just, it's hard. I'm just not in a position where I'm ready to confidently project or predict who does, who doesn't, where people sit, where people don't. Because every time I feel like I get a bead on it, the Bills seem to make a change or something is different, right? I just, yeah. It's what battles are left. Wide receiver is still there. Are the Bills going to keep Kumaro and Hodgins? Right, two similar body types. One is really good at special teams in Kubero. The other one is probably learning special teams. Uh, Crowder is clearly a conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Linebacker Joe Giles Harris. Uh, I think Sweeney and Howard. That's a conversation. Sweeney. There's a lot of there was conversation on Twitter today about OJ Howard and right, the fact that possibly and well that so, but the, also that the Bills there's no value in cutting him at all. Right, but not trading him. So, I mean, if they get rid of him, Correct. then Sweeney stays. Or, I mean, do we get rid of Sweeney? You know, because Sweeney is apparently, from everything that I've heard, he's had a good camp. And he's looked, you know, so when when you're looking at, again, everywhere, man, like, it's just going to be tough for me. Yeah. If I was the guy making the cuts, oh, they're back. They are back. I got it. Um, what's interesting, and Chris Jenke, I'm going to get to you in a second. Um, so... He said, Chris Jenke, you just said that Quisenberry versus Doyle for starting right tackle. That's not a battle at all. No. It's Quisenberry versus Brown. Brown coming off of a back surgery. Uh, if we go back to the Denver game, Quisenberry played with the ones, which he has all of preseason, and Brown played a, a lot of snaps with the twos. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think Doyle – I'm willing to say that they're talking about Doyle moving to guard. Yeah, I think behind. it's Quisenberry until Brown is like 100%. Right, but they're, they're talking about Doyle moving to guard. Um, Elam or Benford, I think it's both. I don't think this is an if or this or that. It's a it's a, it's a a yes, both and then. Uh, Coach did come out and say about Trey, uh, with him being gone, that uh, Dane Jackson is, because of his experience and just his style of play and his ability, he is the better cor- corner between Elam and Benford. So it's definitely going to be Dane Jackson week one. Terrell Dotson versus Bernard. I don't know that you're cutting a rookie at this point in time. That's that's a muddled mess. Tyrell Dotson is a, is a special teamer. Tremaine and Tremaine and obviously, uh, uh, um, uh, why is my brain? Matt Milano. Matt Milano. Man, I knew it was Matt, but I couldn't. I was all I could think of was Ariza. Those two are, are locks. But then you've got Tyrell Dotson. You've got uh, Terrell Bernard. You've got. Uh, George Alice Harris, you've got Balin Specter. You've got I mean, that's a that's a stacked 
position group. I just don't know who goes and who stays. I mean, it's a it's it's everywhere. It's like it's really every position group. Like, I mean, what well, we know, Stefan Diggs makes a team. We know Josh Allen makes it. You know, like you know certain <laughs> yeah. guys. But there you go. But man, Von like, Miller, Von so Miller many, is I'm confident yeah. in saying Von Miller is making this right. But there's so many. There's so many guys that like if it happened, you're like, you'd be surprised. But it would be, okay, it makes sense. And there's yeah. so many. There's so many things. I just I don't I don't know. I don't know how Brandon Bean is gonna um, sleep at night before cut down day. Right. I don't know. Let's end the show with this, and we're going to put this question out to everybody in the comments section. Uh, what do you want to see in the final preseason game? What are you looking for? So I'll start with you. So so everybody, and then we'll, we'll go through and we'll read some, some comments as far as that goes. What are you looking for in the final preseason game on Friday against the Carolina Panthers? I am looking for um, – I, I just – I'm looking for the starters not to play as much, but obviously mm. I want to see the same dominance. I want to see mm. the depth that we're talking about, these compliments that we're giving them. Mm-hmm. Finish the preseason out the same way. I know it's preseason and it doesn't matter, but it matters. Like, you know, it's it's a this season is supposed to be magical. Yeah. Yep. I want to go into the season with magic. I want to go into the season with that type of energy, with excitement. I want to go into the season with everything behind us, the last memory of that we see with our team on the football field being with the W. I don't want to go into the season with the L. I don't care who's out there at quarterback. Case Keenum, Matt Barkley. I don't care if it's Joe Miller out there slinging that thing around. I want the Buffalo Bills to win. I got a pretty good arm, bro. Even at 49, I mean, I've got a pretty good arm. So I mean, I could I could probably see it. Like you, I could see John blocking for you. You know what I mean? I could I could we could put the all rumblings team together, make that thing happen. You know what I mean? I'm That's up in the booth calling the plays. I got the stomach. So no, I'm no, dude, you're the running back. You are the running back, bro. <laughs> I'm no Jerome Bettis. It's over for me, man. It's well, over. I'm the one getting knee surgery on September 20th. <laughs> I had to. You, you're, yours is meniscus, right? Which is still yeah, a medium meniscus tear. Yeah. Yep. Man, yeah, I had the ACL and, and MCL. It was That's terrible. Totally different. Totally, yeah. totally different. So for it's me, horrible. what I'm watching in this football game, I want to see continued grasp of the offense from Case Keenum. I don't for one second am I concerned about Case Keenum, but obviously week one, week one of the preseason versus week two of the preseason, huge jump. Uh seeing Case Keenum with the starters gave me a, an amazing amount of what what's the word uh lack of pressure lack of concern lack of what like comfort comfortability that if something were to happen this season the case can come in and win two three four games whatever he's got to win uh so that's part of it i do want to continue to see just the battle with the wide receivers i want to see something as it pertains to to give us an idea of who's going to make this team who's not who's kind of get going to get washed out who's not no injuries, as Chris Jenke just says, and I, I, several players said it, or several commenters said it, is big. D- not seeing anybody get hurt. I want to see more of Matt Ariza. I want to see Matt Ariza kind of put in some situations from a punting standpoint, maybe inside 40 yards, inside 35 yards, something pooch punt type stuff. Just to, I, We know he can crush the football. We've we've got that part down. Um uh, well, real think. quick, shout out to Bruce Hanley here. He says pump for position and not distance. So yeah, yep, yep, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know if you were going to follow up on that. Uh, so yeah, but I'm I'm just excited with that. Just so everybody knows, there is no overreaction post game show this Friday. I will be driving to Myrtle Beach uh, with my family. Uh, Sunday there will be no obviously overreaction show at all. Monday the off tackle with John Fina show is going to be hosted by. That guy over there. Going down. It's going to be a good day. And then Wednesday, do you want to describe what's going to happen Wednesday for next week's Hump Day Hotline? So next week, Wednesday, we are having the Buffalo Rumblings 
fantasy football draft live on the hump day hotline and y'all gonna see me draft a team that's gonna destroy joe and uh sterling and you know anthony everybody we're gonna kill them all so we're gonna we're gonna draft live on air y'all gonna y'all gonna see we're gonna have some special guests too some people gonna pop in from buffalo rumblings some of our writers some of our other content creators it's gonna be a fun time Yep, yep, very good. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the uh, Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Jay Spence, do you want to take us home? Yeah, before I do, real quick, because it seemed like we always, I, it's my fault. Real quick. Oh, yeah. Opening weekend. Opening weekend is coming soon. It's Big coming fast. Like it's happening. And this weekend for the opener, September 16th, we are going to have a blast at the Heights on Main Street in Buffalo from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. for karaoke. Come out. Joe is going to be singing. He's going to be singing. <laughs> and we got the raffle going and that's <laughs> taking place right now. So for details, go, look for me on Twitter or for uh, Instagram. You can get the details there. That yep. following night, then we have the Megapod and Beer Release. Joe Miller is going to be hosting a Megapod. And we're going to have some of your other favorite content creators from around Buffalo and from Buffalo Fanatic, Buffalo Fanatics, Buffalo Rumblings. Everybody's going to be there. So uh, come out, hang with us, kick it with us. And uh, let's get on out of here. Y'all know how we do it. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other. Live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.